Hey, this is James Ortolani with Wilflex Inks. Tyler Dummett with Workhorse Products. Dave with Dick Clark Associates. Alan Howe with Saudi Chem. You're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Aaron Montgomery and Terry Combs. Welcome to the show. All right, well, welcome to the show. It's Friday, January 10th, 2020. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. 2020, I love that. Uh, all the jokes about being able to see clearly and, and all of that fun stuff. We, we will, I've got a dad joke because we talked about that last week. But uh, my name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at AaronMontgomery.info. Uh, today, we'll be discussing uh, predictions and opportunities for heat printing in 2020 with friend of the show, Josh Ellsworth. Ellsworth, excuse me, with Group Stall and uh, looking forward to chatting with him. Always great information. And, uh, you know, I, I had a great time when we were out in Fort Worth getting an opportunity to go through his booth with him and check out all the cool stuff that they're doing. And and so we always love having Josh on the show, Terry. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Absolutely. let's talk a little news first. What, uh, what news has come across our desks here? All right. Well, uh, let me uh, tell all of our listeners that uh, if you hear noise in the background down the street and across the way, uh, the storage facility is uh, is going from one level to three levels. And uh, and yes, it's much louder building a metal building than a regular building. So my, I may be turning my microphone on and off a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully they'll take a break soon. I have to, you know, I've got the live broadcasting but they are not paying attention to that yeah they, so. they missed that part and, <laughs> and of course you want a metal building when you're in the middle of a desert where it gets 120 why would you not exactly want that? I, that's where i want to store my stuff in the in that metal building over there so. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well all right let's get into some news here and uh, yeah let those guys do their building and, and you'll just have to talk a little bit louder how about right that? exactly all right well so <laughs> stia has welcomed in their 2019 2020 board of directors uh, the Specialty Graphic Imaging Association announced these appointments and uh, of new board members. Scott Crosby with TC Holland and Crosby uh, is going to serve as chairman of this newest board of directors. And Christopher uh, Bernay, Vapor Apparel Source Substrates LLC, will be the vice uh, first vice chair. And um, the 2019-2020 board was appointed during a special meeting that took place in conjunction with Printing United in Dallas last October 23rd through 25th. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have a link to that uh, that press release that actually uh, I found over at Screen Printing Magazine online there, ScreenWeb.com, and and uh, so you can check it out because they list everybody else that's that's involved. So yeah. Right. Um, it, it was it was kind of cool to read. There are definitely a lot of people that that I know. So you know that means our our garment community is well um, well represented. So, right, uh, definitely. And uh, got some folks checking in already this morning, Terry. I bet Christine said we're right on time. So uh, our not only is she our official copy editor, but uh, timekeeper and and all things uh, <laughs> important. So <laughs> Tammy and and Jeff checking in. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today. Well. Terry, the, the news bit that uh, I wanted to share was, uh, I think, very timely because we're going to have Josh on here in a little bit. And I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more. But, um, you know, sometimes your your competitiveness goes, ah, I don't want to. But no, I'm just kidding. We we love every yeah all the podcasts, everybody that's bringing information to the industry is uh, really important to us. So Stalls launches new Heat Press for Profit podcast. In fact, our own Eric Campbell has been on that 
uh, podcast, I believe. So this broadcast is hosted by Groupstall's Senior Vice President, Josh Ellsworth, a 20-plus year veteran of the industry who has been writing articles for industry trade magazines and presenting trade show seminars and webinars for decades. So um, we'll actually get to hear Josh's full bio here in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that, Terry. That's, uh, again, more great information coming out there that people can uh, consume. And uh, I would, uh, you can find it on all all podcast locations just uh, subscribe to that right after you've gotten done subscribing to two regular guys if you haven't already so <laughs> 20 years that's he's just a babe in the woods <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm right there with you josh so <laughs> all right and then terry that uh not necessarily a news item but we did talk last week about the fact that uh we needed to make dad jokes more a part of two regular guys because why not right um and, and you've got one right yeah i do but uh first i want to say jim said i love the new podcast josh is hosting so uh there's a great testimony right there so definitely check that out good stuff um because he talk- said he loves our podcast i just want to Make yeah. sure of that. Jim, Jim has a, a, been a fantastic supporter of two Terry. So. Just kidding. <laughs> and I've even learned how to pronounce his last name, Kazika. So, <laughs> um, all right, dad joke time. So, if uh, if you're not uh, looking forward to groaners, go ahead and turn off the volume here for the next 15 <laughs> seconds. But, uh, Terry, what is an astronaut's favorite part of a computer? The space bar. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> man that is a dad joke <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think christine just tuned out she says you really don't need to make dad jokes more part of the program really <laughs> i'm sorry I, it was, I'm, it, the great part is i get these dad jokes from my eight-year-old so he is uh, my official dad joke provider uh, Very nice. <laughs> in fact i had heard the one that uh, peter shared with us last week the the kleenex and boogie one so that from lewis, so. <laughs> from, from lewis huh? <laughs> <laughs> but then um terry one other news item or, or thing that we need to make sure we get to here before we you and i had talked last week and i had said that i was going to put you on the hot seat um, about because you know we were talking about our predictions uh last week and and uh one of the things you had said is a little more online training from one mr terry combs the man the myth the legend so <laughs> i'm here to hold you accountable terry what All right. is happening and when? <laughs> okay, uh, so so you and I have been discussing, uh, well, actually for quite a while, but uh, this week more in depth about five different uh, programs that that I want to put together and hopefully all this year. But the first one uh, is um, a, uh, a um, uh, I guess, uh, kind of a webinar format for mm-hmm. scheduling and estimating production time. And, and uh, my plan right now, I was wanting to do this in March, but I, I know there's going to be an additional equipment zone event coming uh, coming up, and we don't have a date for it yet, but it's going to okay. be in March, so I don't want to trip over that. So uh, every Wednesday in April, which is five Wednesdays, I'm going to be talking about scheduling and estimating production time in and, and five different areas, Aaron. Um, number one, estimating production time, an easy formula to own your production floor schedule. Uh, the second... Um, webinar will be using your own unique production numbers. Number three will be creating a real achievable production schedule. And I know people are going to be interested in that because that's something that that (laughs) keeps people up at night. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Number four is um, tracking operator efficiency. And number five is reducing downtime, how to maximize production efficiency. So so we're going to get that up and uh, scheduled as five webinars every Wednesday night in uh, in the month of April. 
Sweet. Awesome. All right. There you go. Right. I, I was leaning at a screen because I was over here writing uh, a down on my not junior yellow legal pad, but uh, <laughs> my, my dry erase wall that I have to the left of me here. So, <laughs> And sometimes I use the full size. Oh, know, my for... goodness. That's for the, the real stuff there. That's I know. The, the, yeah. big, the big projects. <laughs> awesome. All right. A couple of quick things here before we get uh, even further along here. Uh, Curtis is checking in over on, on YouTube. So I appreciate him watching over there. Uh, and, and Curtis, I wanted to give you a shout out. I got your email uh this morning i really appreciate uh all of that and uh yeah i'm i know you can do it and we're looking forward to to being a part of that so he knows what we're talking about but uh and then todd did have a a, a dad joke to uh add to the group uh since his company name is fat dad custom yep, design. cover yours christine yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i'm warning right now so todd says want to hear a joke about construction i'm still yes. working on it <laughs> uh, all right thank you um <laughs> uh let's see here okay and then uh, christine I, i'm just reading this right now so sorry i love how aaron is getting everyone to share their knowledge kudos to you aaron for nudging all of these smart people to share what they know and so pleased that terry's wisdom will be online where everyone can access it so awesome you will be immortal terry immortal <laughs> all right all right hey Aaron. before we uh go any further uh, we want to thank everyone who's checking out the two regular guys podcast and if you're listening to the podcast version we would uh, very much appreciate you sharing with your friends so they can become regulators too and we would love and appreciate you giving us a review on apple podcast stitcher or wherever you're listening to this show right now. And we are always looking for new guests. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two regular guys with your show ideas. And if you're watching us live right now, join in with your comments and questions as so many of the regulators do and reach out to your industry friends right now and have them join us too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Terry, let's uh, see if I can now, uh, Eric is not here for us today. Not that he's been fantastic as as always, but he was unavailable today. So if it's a little chunky and not as good as what Eric normally makes, that's on me. Okay, so uh, we'll just, <laughs> just throwing that out there right now. But let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Impressions Expo, which is right around the corner. Everybody, what is Impressions Expo? Impressions Expo, formerly known as ISS, is the premier trade show dedicated to the imprinted and decorated apparel industry. They have five shows that are produced annually in each region of the United States, including Long Beach, California, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Orlando, Florida, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and cap off the year at Fort Worth, Texas. Each of those five annual shows also feature over 30 seminars and hands-on workshops in categories such as screen printing, embroidery, digitizing, digital decorating, and much, much more. Visit ImpressionsExpo.com for more details. And while there, use the promo code REGULARGUYSIE for a free expo pass. Again, make sure you visit ImpressionsExpo.com to get more details and the two regular guys look forward to seeing you there. All right. Well, thanks again to Impressions Expo for being our platinum sponsor. And uh, yes, Aaron, you're correct. Uh, next week, we'll be uh, out there in Long Beach, California to kick off another year of uh, of trade shows. Yeah, excellent. It's really uh, exciting stuff. And uh, man, there are so many people talking about it. So uh, if you're 
anywhere on the west coast or or just just fly in like you know your your friends from equipment zone there terry and 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 josh and everybody else so uh yeah they're going to be fantastic and i'm I'm looking forward to it i know there's going to be a lot of new things there in fact i had to sign an nda (laughs) to uh to hear about uh, a couple of the things that are going to be shown there so cool well uh, just it's just amongst friends, Terry. Okay, well, let me tell phone. you about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I don't want to get you hauled off to jail or whatever happens with that. But, uh, <laughs> All right, Terry. Well, let's uh let's bring our guest in and finally get to what we're here for today. And uh Terry, if actually you wouldn't mind uh introducing Josh for us, I would very much appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Ellsworth is senior vice president, uh dealer and enterprise say uh, stalls for uh, group Stall North America. Josh has been on a mission to help Group Stall customers of all shapes and sizes build their business since 1998. Along the way, he has held various leadership and support positions, including roles in maintenance, sales, production, general manager stalls, CAD Cut Direct, uh, general manager stalls TV, and vice president dealer sales. And might I add, good friend of the Two Regular Guys podcast, uh, Josh, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. I have quite uh, the rap sheet, but I am also just a regular guy as well. Exactly right. <laughs> Three regular guys today. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> right. hey, hey, Josh, it's uh, it's it's what I like to call uh, an Amazon world these days, or Skynet. Um, <laughs> what's your take on today's consumer of decorated products and apparel? Yeah, I think we all have felt the Amazon effect. And it's something that we've been chasing, you know, collectively as an industry and, and apparel decorators. And it, it appeals to all sizes of decorators to be aware that uh, customers want product faster. They want uh, better quality, right? They want it cheaper um, and they want it through a frictionless checkout. Uh, they want to be able to point, click and buy and get product quick. So that's the that's the world we live in. So we either deliver that or figure out uh, where we find value. But it's certainly uh, we have to be aware. Of, of what consumers want because of Amazon and other companies like that. Yeah, it uh, definitely changed the landscape. And, and uh, you know, you you guys are, are certainly always at the forefront of uh, making sure that, uh, you know, we're, we are moving forward as an industry and stuff like that. So with that being said, Josh, I know you came uh, armed with 10 predictions for 2020, uh, some great articles and stuff out there. And, and I'm, I'm efforting to get the links to those, but uh, we'll, we'll share that with everybody. But Hopefully you've got your crystal ball sitting on the table next to you there so you can really see into the future for us. But uh, from that, let's start with number one, uh, your prediction, a passion and emotionally charged election equals more sales opportunities. Explain that to us. Sure. So I think that uh, what we all would agree on is that there's a lot of disagreement, right? Uh, (laughs) And when it comes to anything political, um, we get passionate about it or there's a large percentage of the population that's passionate about it. And when people are passionate about something, whether that's uh, the team they support, the cause they support, uh, or their candidate uh, that they're supporting for president or any election, uh, they're willing to put their money behind it and they want to show that support and buy products. So we think of some of the uh, previous election years, uh, Obama in 2008 and uh, Trump's first term and uh, just records that were shattered with merchandise sold. And I think we're at that place again uh, where there's going to be a lot of opportunity out there for apparel decorators that want to uh, react um, in lightning speed to what we're hearing, what the country is talking about through the sale of merchandise. So I think it. If you can remove yourself from it, it represents a big opportunity 
uh, to be able to capitalize on uh, parties on all sides. Yeah, you you know, Josh, um, when when you see watch the news and you see this candidate raised twenty five million, this candidate raised forty million, and and I always think, you know, because some people go that that money's going to waste. No, it's not. It's going mostly to us. We <laughs> they're spending that money on on uh, you know decorated products and apparel. So you know, it's uh, I, I always. Uh, I'm always watching and and thinking, man, that's awesome. They raised all that money. Some decorator somewhere is going to get a big chunk of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a huge opportunity because, um, you know, you'll hear the different candidates and and even the Democratic debate cite their average amount of the donation. And it's like they're almost fighting for uh, a smaller average donation um, versus uh, big, big money donors. Like that's a debate point. And so when you think about uh, buying a, a shirt, a hat, a mug, uh, a pin, whatever it might be, uh, that promotional merchandise um, is a is a real way that a lot of individuals support their candidates. So capitalize right. on it, get there quicker, and get it online uh, when yeah. it happens. And, and be sure you get paid before election day. And just heads up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you may not want to pre-print the merchandise, print the order because you know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Christine shares uh, election years are always great for making money. And uh, Todd Downing says, as long as the money is green, I'm in. So there you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> different Closer kind of Canada. green party. We have, we, green we have listeners all over the world. So of assorted uh, colors of money uh, out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, Jeff shares uh, take cash from campaigns, a high percentage of losing campaigns at the national level never pay. So right. and that's what Terry was just talking about there. All right. Uh, so real quick, um, I, I've got the link to that uh the article uh best place to find it over there at tedstalls.com and welcome to 2020 so you can uh, tag that and follow along over there too but uh what terry but, what's but, uh, what's the second one yeah no going over there and reading ahead though yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't cheat don't cheat all right all right, <laughs> all right josh your, your next point was you will harness the influencer what yeah. does that mean to us so influencers um, exist everywhere, right? It's what we're all trying to become, (laughs) Uh, you know, through creating uh, content and gaining uh, viewership or listeners or followers. And I'm sure the majority of the audience is trying to uh, build a following, whether that's through their business or through their personal brand, or in some cases, both. Um, And so there's no doubt that uh, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world right behind uh, Google. And there is a huge um, audience uh, they're watching videos every day. Um, even my daughter at, at 10 years old uh, knows names, wants to travel places, wants to meet and greet. And I'm sure everybody that has kids has similar experiences. Right. So I think that um, there's there's two ways to go about this. Number one is an apparel decorator really can't stand on the sideline anymore. You have to get involved if you're not already. So uh, two choices are you either try to create the following yourself by putting out content uh, that your audience relates to, Or I think um, another shorter path is to harness influencers that are already in that space. So the example I like to give is if you decide that 2020 is going to be a a year that you target um, the running community for races and 5Ks and those sorts of things, you probably want to find somebody that is influential in that space that has a lot of viewership and figure out if you can get your apparel on them or some uh, partnership program uh, to co-op with them to to be able to sell your decorated goods. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge point. I think that um, a lot of people, when you think of influencers, sometimes you get that icky, yucky feeling, you know, the uh, uh, Kardashian kind of effect. But that's <laughs> that's really not it. And what Josh is talking about is perfect. You know, find 
find that community that you want to speak to, find that person. They don't have to have 2 million followers. That'd be nice. But what they need to have is loyal followers and they need to be able to sell, you know, so work out a program where it, it makes sense for both of you. You know, you're putting apparel on them, like Josh said, you know, maybe you're giving them a small percentage of how to, you know, what they can bring back to your web store or whatever. So um, that's good. The second point that I wanted to share there is, yeah, Josh mentioned his 10 year old, my eight year old son, if uh, a gentleman on YouTube named Beck Bro Jack would uh, would say you need to buy this, um, I would spend two weeks trying to talk him out of it. So <laughs> influencers are real. <laughs> you, you know, I, I was just talking to a decorator uh, about a week ago who said a big part of his business is printing for YouTubers and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and it's one of this and one of these and one of those. And uh, but but multiplied by thousands so yeah yeah they're selling to the influencer as well uh to exactly. your point and mm -hmm. creating their branded apparel so they advance their brand and then you're printing absolutely yeah exactly and I, and I think that the whole youtube thing in general really has uh been interesting for the decorated community because they've changed the way that those influencers those people that have been creating content are, are getting paid and, and how much they're getting paid and all that other stuff. So they're all of those people that have made their living on YouTube are now really searching out ways to still make money and, and merch or, you know, decorated apparel is, is a perfect opportunity for them. So um, yeah, that's uh, good stuff. That That is a great uh, prediction there, Josh. I think, I uh, think you got a winner there. <laughs> um, number three, uh, on-site printing equals activation. I love that one. Explain that more to us, Josh. Yeah, so just like we used to say uh, product or merchandise, and now we say merch, right? Or, yeah. or the younger generations uh, call it merch. Uh, what we used to call um, on-site printing now is a little bit sexier, and we call it activation. Uh, why? Because uh, bigger retail brands are starting to take notice. They're trying to create uh, experiences in their retail store because of the Amazon effect. Now we need to create an experience in our store that makes the consumer uh, want to come in um, and be able to have that experience and then really for the brand marketing and also to buy products. So when you think of uh, activations, uh, we're seeing a lot more of our heat presses and even any heat press um, on Fifth Avenue and I uh, in New York City. And so I mentioned that last time, but I was the last time I was there uh, meeting with our one of our LIG uh, clients uh, back in the fall, I was walking down the street and I looked over and there is a heat press uh, literally in the window um, of a retail store, big brand retail store. And then when you walk into the different retail stores, you see uh, lots of that. And when we say activation, uh, it's not that um, you always want to commit uh, to having that there full time, but you're seeing a lot more change out of the store or special event printing. And so I think there's a big opportunity for apparel decorators to be able to take their equipment out to a, a store for a certain period of time, to a special event, uh, to be able to kind of raise the bar on the experience that that brand, uh, that team, that uh, company wants to uh, deliver. You know, I was uh, at South by Southwest this past year in Austin, and anybody who hasn't heard of it, it's it's the biggest music festival and technology uh, event in in the country. And um, the the folks at uh, Printed Threads out of Fort Worth and uh, Next Level Apparel, they they were printing in a bar at one of the events, and and the, the guys from Printed Threads told me they printed hundreds and hundreds screen printed hundreds and hundreds of shirts at that event. So. You know, it's uh, it's the kind of thing that 
uh, you probably, if you're not doing it now, you should think about getting involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other point um, to this is I think that um, there's certainly equipment that'll do it. Um, and there's decorators that have invested in equipment to go out and be able to print on site or set up an activation. But I think you'll see suppliers start to take notice in a more real way and create specific equipment uh, for for on site printing, um, whether that's a certain footprint or ease of use or being able to operate uh, without a skilled of labor. I think you'll start to see um, the equipment that prints it as well as the experience of how you order it through uh, touch screens and kiosks uh, come a long way in 2020. Nice. Wow. That's really cool. I mean, that, that's almost, uh, you know, I guess in a way, kind of an extension of what you guys do with the NFL on draft day. It, it, I mean, you could almost look at that as like an activation. Does that seem right? Yeah, we do. Or, you know, another big part of that side of our business is if you walk into any um, professional arena, whether that's NBA, NHL, NFL, mm -hmm. um, and go to the fan shop, uh, sometimes you'll see that touchscreen experience where you can order a personalized jersey. Um, I think you'll see that come down, not just from the professional leagues, but to the to the midsize decorator in a more uh, achievable way. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, Terry, Jan uh, Callahan says, uh, years ago, I was hired to come to a Neiman Marcus in San Francisco to embroider names on juicy couture sweaters or sweats. Sorry, sweats. <laughs> I, clearly, I don't wear that, but uh, <laughs> it was a great gig for years. I actually bought a small Melco to be able to transport it. Um, and then Maria says, uh, we'll need a smaller press. So, uh, Josh, what uh, what do you recommend from the uh, Hotronics family there for a event type press? Uh <laughs> So if you're if you're traveling with it, I think something in the 15 by 15, 16 by 16 inch size is probably going to be a little more portable for you. Yeah, uh, and a little lighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, certainly not the one over my uh, shoulder here. That's the <laughs> the big daddy. You wouldn't want to transport that. But or um, being able to put some of the larger presses on a stand with uh, wheels uh, to yeah. wheel it around. So some of our 16 by 20 presses have that. Um, and then we'll get into it. But the hat press is certainly uh, easy uh, grab and go and doesn't take up a lot of square footage in cool. a space. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Great advice. Thank you. All right. All right, Terry, let's keep going. All right. Number four on your list, Josh, uh, patches keep growing. I'm assuming you don't mean they're getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get more expensive. So they're actually getting smaller and smaller right? Uh, because uh, you really don't need that, that large of a design to uh, represent a brand. So we're seeing, um, you know, separate from this production is less and less um, real estate taken up on an item. Sometimes it's just a little sleeve shoulder logo that's the brand on a jacket, but uh, dimensional logos. Uh, last year we said tech and texture, meaning technical fabric and textured results. And we're still seeing uh, more of that. Um, all of the uh, industry data um, that we see in the state of the industry reports uh, from the different publications show that uh, more decorators used uh, patches and emblems this year versus last year. And I think we'll continue to see that grow, actually, uh, because the equipment uh, side of things is finally starting to catch up with heating garments from the underneath, which means people can actually use the patches uh, in a more effective way on more types of items without damaging the garment. Wow, that's cool. You know, um, what What a perfect thing to do on site, too, is, is have uh, an inventory of hats, uh, a variety of patches and a, and a hat heat press and, and be uh, decorating hats with patches uh, on site. I mean, that's, that, that, that's quick and easy. And uh, one, uh, one trip in from your car. <laughs> well, and it's a nearly one size fits all versus exactly. inventory and et cetera. 
Yeah, that's exactly a great right. point. Great point. Um, back to our uh, on-site stuff here. A little, just a couple of uh, comments that uh, filtered in that I thought were, were worth sharing here. Robert says, "I would love a high-tech turnkey kiosk for events." Um, so uh, th there, you can take that to the product development there, folks. There, Josh. I think you probably already have something in that arena. But <laughs> and then Sarah says, "I take my fifteen fifteen auto open on a cart for meets and events and love it." So um, yeah, that's a good one. And, and then Christine follows up and Mark gets a lot of orders for small sublimated emblems, two inch or two and a half inch patches. Hadn't thought that was a trend, but it makes sense that it might be. So there we go. Good stuff. All right. Let's move on to number five here, Josh. Uh, more print networks rise and fall. I'm looking forward to hearing about this. Yeah. So we're, uh, I set up at the top, right? We're chasing uh, speed of delivery. Yeah. Um, it's just not feasible for a decorator. Um, to be able to open a print facility on every corner in every community uh, across the country, um, it's just not feasible. And so the way to get there is through networks. And so we've seen some of the most successful companies out there um, over the past five years don't actually own much of anything other than uh, software or an app in a network, uh, whether that's um, Airbnb or Uber, um, and you can add on and on to the list. Yeah. And so I think the apparel world has been looking at this for a while, right? And we've been, yeah. I've seen a couple attempts at it, but I don't think anybody's uh, really hit it um, yet in the mainstream. But I think we'll continue to uh, chase. Large companies are going to continue to try to build out networks of printers to be able to offer fulfillment and offer product uh, with any technology, especially your low quantity technologies like sublimation and DTG and heat printing uh, to be able to get a speed of delivery to the consumer. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's huge. And I think, like you said, um, you have seen, you know, people attempt that in different varying levels of uh, success. Um, you know, I've heard things about some fails, recent fails. And so, yeah, excited to see who really you know, I don't, I don't know if, if you call it, you know, an Uber for t-shirts or, or what, what, right. what that looks like, but it, that, that kind of shared economy effect, but uh, you know, how do you maintain standards and, and there's all sorts of dilemmas, but uh, I, I agree that that is something that uh, is, is out there on the horizon. So is that anything that, uh, that Stalls has in the works that we're trying to steal as much uh, information as we can from you here, Josh. And if it's <laughs> secret, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I I mean we're, we're doing a little bit of that in some certain spaces, but not in really any grand way. But I just, it was more a sense of, in, in some of these predictions, I'm operating with uh, understanding the cards that are going to be dealt, right? So there's <laughs> yeah, yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, <laughs> this one is not one of those. This is just a true uh, crystal ball. Um, yeah. I just see the way we're chasing this. There's a lot of smart people out there. There's a lot of more technology companies and private equity entering the apparel decoration space. So I think someone's going to figure it out. Yeah. And I think the real point is for the decorator, um, sometimes you can be a part of a network like that and print for them, right? We've seen that in the case of several large online companies where they yeah. leverage uh, contract printers. Uh, but either way, it's going to impact you if it happens. So it's important yeah. that you understand who you are as a decorator in your business. And if uh, local is your market, you're not going to be a part of that. You're not going to scale, uh, figure out how you can do things uh, like create better loyalty with the local market through in-store experiences or activation. Some of the things we've talked about. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Terry, that almost sounds a little bit uh, like uh, what Mark Cudre talked about with us uh, a while back in decorating 3.0, right? I mean, is that, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, before we do the uh, next five, let's uh, take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, Printavo. Hey, this is James Ortolani with Wrong Way. <laughs> <laughs> 
There we go. Well, welcome hey. to the show. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk organization. Keeping your shop organized is crucial to growing your screen printing business. Printavo helps thousands of shops keep their teams on the same page and look professional to their customers. If you're always getting tapped on the shoulder with questions, missing order due dates, or just ready to get to the next step in your shop, Printavo is your solution. Printavo allows shops to create consistent quotes, automate quote and art approvals, schedule jobs, collect payments, and now create online stores, all inside one platform. Being cloud-based, you can even use Printavo from home and with remote employees too. Printavo has a free trial and demo, which you can sign up for at their website, printavo.com. Check out printavo.com for more details and tell them the two regular guys sent you. All right. Well, thanks to uh, our good friend, Bruce, <coughs> excuse me, Bruce Ackerman. <laughs> Easy for you to say there. Yeah. Bruce over there at Printavo is, uh, I, I think they're doing some cool things. So I love what uh, they've got going on and, and excited to, uh, I'm sure they'll have a big splash in Long Beach too. So uh, definitely check them out over there. All right, Terry, should we uh, keep rolling? Let's keep rolling. Let's, we got, uh, let's keep rolling. I, I, I have more. to apologize. I took a quick drink of coffee right before we came on a commercial and kind <laughs> of went down the wrong way. That's all right, Terry. I get choked up when I hear about what Printavo is doing as well. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, exciting. It, exciting. Safe. All right, Josh, let's keep the crystal ball all shined up and ready to go here. Number six, digital screen printed transfers are going to change the game. Yes. Help us figure that one out. So this is a convergence of, of two great technologies, digital printing and screen printing. And so we've seen uh, that change or, or start to change the screen printing world with like the digital squeegee uh, from MNR. And I think it will uh, change the transfer manufacturing world as well. So um, just so we're, we have a baseline, when you look at the benefits of digital printing, of course, it's unlimited colors, any color whether it's one or one million, you can make it happen. We all know that. Yeah. When you look at the benefits of screen printing, we know uh, we get uh, usually a preferable feel. And we know that once we get to um, a certain quantity, uh, we start to, to save money, but we're always kind of hooked with the color count and burning additional screens. So when we talk digital screen printed transfers, it's the best of both worlds together. The fact that as a decorator uh, with just a heat press, um, I can just order a transfer as long as the company supplying them gets speed of delivery to me. Um, it really um, makes it easy for me as a decorator. I don't have to worry about uh, per color fees. Um, you need to get a very basic quantity, like 20 pieces or something like that. But literally with a press now, I don't need the technical experience and I can produce uh, great results that feel great that are cost effective. And so we've print cut still a viable part of the arsenal for a decorator um, mm -hmm. it stalls you know we're heavily invested into print cut materials and those sorts of things that's yeah. still going to have a place but i think the space is going to get a little bit smaller for print cut for apparel with the advent of digital screen printed transfers taking over once you get the larger graphics or fine detail or certain quantities over 20. yeah, yeah of a logo game changer stuff terry i love it yeah me as well yeah so uh the next one uh, number seven on your list Client-specific web stores become expectations, no longer surprise and delight. What do you mean there? Yeah, so what I mean is the early adopters of client-specific web stores, the companies uh, that are now thought leaders on the topics, um, they, they've been able to uh, stand out, separate, make that a part of their value proposition and their competitive edge, their unique value. Um, but I feel like 
with the variety of the, the secrets out, right? Basically on right. client specific web stores. Yeah. And there's a lot more decorators um, offering. It's not often I talk to a, a decorator that's been in the industry for more than five years that doesn't offer that um, as part of their package. So I think that it's going to be a cost of doing business to be able to set up uh, web stores for your specific clients, uh, for their employees or their fans and supporters and followers uh, to be able to order from. So there's a lot of solutions out there in the market uh, for this. Um, Stalls has thrown our hat in the game with our spirit sale application uh, because we really think it's a it's a necessary part of the business for any uh, decorator. Nice, nice. So, Josh, I I was actually uh, just in a not not a debate necessarily, but a conversation yesterday on on Facebook where we all love having great debates. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was a really kind of interesting, and the the back and forth was. Do you charge your customers for setting up a web store for them? And and so I'll just go out and put my place where I fell on that side of it. And I I I was kind of like uh, in the if you're offering free shipping, well everybody knows that free shipping is not necessarily free. It's just packaged into the overall product. So that was my take on it. It's like, do you charge for it? Yes. Do you tell your customers you're charging for it? No, you you make it a win-win situation where, you know, if it's a fundraiser, they've still got enough room to make money, but you've got to cover yourself for your time. Now, with your tools, I know you guys are, are making it quite easy to set these things up. Where would you fall on, on that uh, great debate, so to speak? Yeah, I think uh, it makes sense that 50% are going to charge for it and 50% um, are not. But I think um, the important thing is uh, that you have a strategy and an approach. Yeah. So I was modeling out um, some pricing. I love working with Excel. It's a sickness I have. And, <laughs> and just modeling out some things with um, like these digital screen printed transfers and printing garments. And to me, you have to collect the money for the time on one side of it or another. So whether you bundle that time and you know it takes me a half hour on average to set up the web store and I put that into my garment pricing. Um, into my pricing model, my strategy. I think that's great. My personal opinion is you need to charge for it. I would prefer to keep a simple price structure and bundle it in some way into the price of the product yeah. cool. um, or refund it back. Like we charge you whatever, $50, $100 to set up, whatever your price is. And then, but we credit that if you sell at least this many items or hit this revenue target, that way you're, you're safe on both sides. Cool. I love it. I love it. Terry, do you weigh in? You know, uh, well, I, I just have to comment about using Excel because uh, Aaron and I just yesterday were having a conversation about, you know, some people use spreadsheets and some people don't. And I'm like, I can't even imagine. I mean, every single day I'm I'm in a spreadsheet and I've got a variety of different ones for different kinds of things. And, and then I had to point out to Aaron, I said, but we're kind of nerds. So <laughs> <laughs> we have your sickness, Josh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, the, the other point I want to make, because I'm reading some of the comments on the yeah. side and, and I expect that everybody's going to be, um, have an opinion on it or have a strategy on it. I think that's uh, important. But when you look at that, uh, Todd builds it into his cost, right? That's what we're seeing there. Yeah. Um, uh, bundles yeah. it into your price. So I think just having an approach and having an, a strategy to it, the thing that I caution against is uh, doing it for free for new clients, because I can't tell you already with our spirit sale platform, how many times I've seen somebody spend a ton of time on setting up the store not charging for it. And of course the client's always going to buy this many items, but sometimes that doesn't pan out. And then you've really buried your time uh, and cost yourself a lot of money as a business. So you have to guard against that risk. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And and like I said, you, you could, everybody comes to you with, uh, you know, I'm going to sell a million shirts and I have the best idea and, we're, you know, we're going to reach a million people. And then uh, I have yeah. the greatest t-shirt idea of all time. No, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right all right, <laughs> all right. so this, this one's i'm really excited about because uh, i can also see uh some reggie action here too the uh the 360 iq hat press which uh, you can see right over josh's shoulder there gets product of the year so uh that's a bold prediction josh back that up for us well i'm going to clarify we <laughs> will win a reggie as long as rhinestone world isn't in the same category as us <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, talk about followers right there they're yeah. uh they're, they're doing a great thing but um so this was more just to to try to open people's eyes to uh this product and this category because i do think it it changes the game uh in headwear for uh decorators and so uh when you talk about what the machine can do it basically heat presses from the inside out and helps to eliminate that nasty crease mark that you've always gotten when you've heat pressed hats, especially um, structured hats. Uh, you get right. that nasty crease mark, it's been tough. And so with this press heating from the top and the bottom and have this silicone molded base, um, it basically allows you to heat print any hat with dimensional logos with these patches that have been growing without getting the scorch mark. So of course I have samples, right? Yeah, so you look right. at something like this, yeah. right? And you see a 3D embroidered logo that you'd expect to pick up at a retail store. Um, and of course this is sewn when you get the patch, but it's just heat applied uh, to the hat. And yeah. so that, that machine allows you to do, you know, things like this uh, dimensional logos, et cetera, um, with, with literally um, an investment that's less than $1,500. And so I think that's a big deal and puts people into a category um, that, that most markets, most customer types uh, want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know Josh, you walked us through this uh, when we were in Fort Worth there, but uh, maybe just give us a little bit about, you know, what, what are some of the biggest changes you, you mentioned kind of the, the top and bottom heat and the silicone mold, but, but the, the way that the, the hat goes in there and how it's held. And, and again, if you're watching the, the video version of this, you can see it right over uh, Josh's shoulder there. Uh, so tell us a little bit about some of the features and, and what the benefits of those features are there. Yeah. So uh, basically the top and bottom heat, independently controlled. Um, and so for instance, when I apply a dimensional logo, um, we will put the, the bottom heat at like 320 degrees and the top heat sometimes as low as 250 degrees. So that, that fixes it. We talked about the silicone mold, which means uh, one platen size fits all. So no more changing and trying to figure out the right platen to not leave the crease. So it gives me a much uh, easier experience. And then uh, we've also elevated the distance between where you load the cap um, and where the bottom of the machine is. So it's a lot deeper throat on the machine. So when you load a hat, um, we call it the 360 IQ uh, because you can actually turn that hat 360 degrees and even have it where the bill's facing down and be able to do a back print, side print, wow. hit any location um, on the hat. Very cool. Very cool. Very and, cool. And that brings, yeah, I mean, that that is what you're seeing out there in the in the hat market is, you know, no longer is it just that one kind of logo in the front. I mean, you're right. seeing decorations on, on all sorts of different locations, which like I said, are a little challenging to do when you, before. So this, that, that is, I, I, I believe a game changer. So um, it's got my vote, Josh. Yeah, some of my predictions are wishes too. So okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. for, for, for our podcast listeners, uh, Josh held up uh, several hats and some transfer or some, uh, some patches that were uh, NFL teams and an NBA team, but none of them, my Kansas city chiefs. I'm just going to point that out. 
<laughs> yeah. Those are going to get the Super Bowl for the champion, right? That's uh, right. Sorry. I think they're going to do it. I really do. Wow. All right. Another prediction. I love it. We're, we're in our role. Uh, cool. That's, cool. That's a bonus prediction. So, <laughs> all right, Josh, uh, you're point number nine. The big squeeze produces lemonade. What does that mean? So last year uh, when I did these predictions, uh, we talked about the big squeeze, which is um, the the traditional apparel decorator getting squeezed by the super large online company um, and the small sort of desktop decorator maker uh, cottage industry, I think is what Eric uh, has called it before on the podcast. But um, either way you look at it, the availability of um, heat presses and vinyl cutters and heat transfer vinyl almost at craft retail is changing uh, the perception of the product and really uh, changing what a mid-sized decorator uh, can do. And so that mid-sized decorator is feeling squeezed by this small hobby user and they're feeling their price squeezed by this big decorator. And a lot of them are kind of struggling uh, for space to exist in. And so this is the new landscape. It's no longer a trend. It's no longer a one-year thing. Uh, I don't see this letting up at all. You're just going to see more and more of it as uh, our products and our industry almost become retail products. And, and as I mentioned, private equity companies coming in. And so decorators um, that are surviving, they're getting smarter. They're getting more aware of where they can stand out and where their specialty is and how to compete uh, with companies like this. And so uh, this is the landscape. These are the competitive pressures. Go into it with your eyes open um, and be able to find out where you stand out. And that's my point about Produces Lemonade. Uh, you mentioned the podcast earlier, but I've had uh, five or six guests on the podcast um, apparel decorators that are really small to mid-sized businesses that are not craft businesses. They're not large companies, but they're thriving. Um, and when you hear their story, it's because they figured out how to leverage what they can offer, whether that's their connections or their um, artistic ability. They've taken whatever it is that are their strengths and they've been able to leverage that into their offer and really make that come through. Yeah. Yeah. So they've, they've really kind of focused on their business, focused on their unique value proposition and, and not worried about what the big guys are doing and what the crafters are doing. And is that what you're seeing there? Yeah. I mean, they, they have an awareness of the landscape around sure. them. And so the last thing you're going to do is um, compete in that red ocean, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's a race to the bottom. Uh, on price. And yeah. so you have to find a new market space that you can exist in in some way you can stand out. So absolutely. Well, and also uh, the the customer isn't treated like a, a commodity as they are with the, with some of these large producers. So, you know, that personalized service goes a long way. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Josh, number 10 here. Uh, you will succeed. And I love this in, in all forms, but uh, tell us how. <laughs> yeah, this is a command, not a yeah, prediction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Ten Commandments of Josh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm talking to, uh, to to my daughter and coaching her up here, but that's yeah. that's how I feel, and I know that's how you guys feel about the industry, which makes it so fun yeah. uh, to be in and such a part of uh, not just a job, but, but who we are and what we're interested in. And when you have literally thousands of conversations every year, um, in different, you know, in person, online, uh, through emails, phone calls, um, you start to um, start to ask questions, right? I try to ask more questions than always talking at people like I'm doing here. Um, and then uh, <laughs> through those questions, you start to understand. And one of the questions I like to ask is, how do you measure success? Uh, it's a very simple question, but almost every time I ask it, uh, 
the decorator I'm talking to doesn't really have an answer, yeah. right? Or it takes them a few minutes and they kind of stumble over the answer. So uh, the point that I was trying to make on this uh, prediction is setting up what success looks like for you and how you will determine whether this year, this, this decade, this month, this day, this hour uh, <laughs> is successful for you. So I think having that target um, of, of how you'll measure success um, and you can do it a lot of different ways is extremely important. And then once you have that target, setting up different uh, checkpoints and milestones, I like to call them uh, key performance indicators that will show that you're tracking to uh, your target. And so this was really just challenging people to define how will you measure success in your particular company. And I bet if you define that and you rally your team around that and you stay focused on it, that you will succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Boy, that uh, preaching to the choir here for sure, Josh, and, and that is, uh, really great information. I've I've seen that myself. You know, if if you can define what your success is, uh, things will happen because you're focused on it and you're subconscious and and you know, law of attraction. However far you want to go with all that, it really does happen. And 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 I've seen that same thing. People that that know what success is for them or have it clearly defined, then are sharing it with other people. Um, you know, we as humans want other people to succeed too. And so I, I think that's a really great point. And um, not only just a commandment, you will succeed, but a roadmap to get you there. So appreciate it. And, and, you know, I think, um, I think that a lot of folks might be surprised if they sit down in a quiet room and, and try to define what their success is. They might be surprised what, what they determine that, that success is. Yeah, and I, I would encourage, you know, not only to set business goals, but um, personal goals with that success, because um, in business, we can make it a lot about dollars and cents, which are important, right? Cash flow yep. is important, and I'm not yep. suggesting that it's not, but I think um, setting out some other success metrics that have to do with um, how you invest in others or how you improve uh, in a certain area are equally, if not more important. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. In fact, uh, one of my favorite things that I get to do with is we actually go through that as a family, my, my wife and son and I, and, and we all kind of put down what our, what our goals are for, for the year and, and talk about it. And it's helped us hugely to get to the levels of success that we all want to be at and it makes us happier. So <laughs> uh, perfect advice. All right, Josh. So uh, next week is Long Beach. Uh, you know, I know that kind of maybe uh, gives us all a little bit of a <laughs> raised elevated heart rate there, but uh, <laughs> what's uh what can people expect uh, to see at uh, at the stalls booth uh, there? And 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 what do you know the booth number off the top of your head? I'm throwing up. <laughs> oh, that's bad. No, yeah, I, I don't. Know. I should. Okay. Right. Well, um, I, knowing right. when you walk in the front, the front yeah. of the convention center at the door, we, we are right there. Yeah, I was, was going to say it's it's easy enough. Walk in the front door, and there you are. So when you they walk in and they see you standing there, what should they be asking you about? So, uh, well. I should be asking them. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> but, but yes, yes. They're going to see a lot, right? It's easy to get um, caught up in, in all the bells and whistles of even our booth, but then take it in, in the whole show. And so I would recommend that people come with a very specific um, idea of what customer they want to reach. Um, and perhaps as they're walking the show floor, have an idea of that market in mind. And then when you walk it two or three times, you know, what markets do you want to reach? And that will help to uh, cut out a lot of the clutter and really uh, focus you in on the questions and the products you need to ask. Uh, in our booth, of course, we're going to have this uh, hat press. We'll be pressing uh, dimensional logos. So you'll see that on every single corner of the booth. I think we have four of the hat presses in the booth this year. You're going to see a big area um, all about uh, CAD cut heat transfer vinyl right up front. And we've actually made it a little different this year. 
um, where we uh, put a work table so you can come in, you can grab a project and you can experience the product yourself. You can weed it, you can mask it, you can heat apply it and actually make it to see how long it takes and to learn and sit with our experts uh, on the product. Wow. And on the back side of the booth, one of my favorite areas is where we'll have our educational center. And um, it'll be a really nice uh, stage and educational area where I'll be mic'd up for a percentage of the show along with our other presenters. And we'll be giving uh, 30 minute classes and demos uh, of the product, showing you um, how it's made uh, and how it works. And then we'll have our digital, every heat press will be applying something different. And so as a decorator, you should be able to go through the stalls and transfer express booths and probably walk away with around eight to 10 decorated samples that you can actually sell your customers and the knowledge of how to make those. Cool. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Good stuff. Well, so Josh, where can uh, people find out more about you and, and find stalls and all that good stuff and everything you've got going on over there? This is your opportunity to plug away here. I think I've been plugging, but yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I can't help it. Um, yeah. but the Heat Press, uh, Heat Press for Profit uh, group on Facebook is where I'm really active uh, every day. And a lot of uh, decorators are active. So I think it's a great community. Uh, if you have questions around heat printing, you can participate in. So there's lots of advice there. And then, of course, as we mentioned, an extension of that is the Heat Press for Profit uh, podcast. And so at Stalls, we, we focus on the people that want to uh, make money, make a business of apparel decorating. And so that's why we have the whole heat press for profit moniker uh, that we're rallying around. Excellent. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Josh, and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing about all the successes from, from your end. Congratulations on the, uh, the promotion, by the way, we didn't even really talk about that, but I saw, saw a press release. So pretty soon it's going to be, when, when do they change the company name to uh, Ellsworth? Uh, <laughs> no, kidding. not going to happen. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. Um, and uh, honestly, I'm, it's it's not about uh, that for me. It's just fun it's to not. be in the industry, as you know. Yeah, for sure. And that's why we, we like to joke with you about it, because we know that's not what it's really all about for you. Uh, again, Josh, thank you so much. And uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Man, yeah, I always love stuff. having Josh on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, real quick, Terry, before we get to uh, Becky says, what's that group again, Josh? I know I, I booted him out of here before. <laughs> Not booted him out, but you know what I mean. Uh, so, Becky, that is uh, called Heat Press for Profit, I believe is what it, what he had said. So uh, we'll find a link to that and get that up in the show notes, too. That'll be over at uh, tworegularguys.com. Once I finally catch those up, I still have a couple of episodes to get caught up on, Terry. Um, it's, it's coming soon. But uh, you, you, You've been a little bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely all right well aaron let's hear a word from our sponsor ace transfer all right and let's see if i go the right way this time so bear with me everybody nope <laughs> there we have go. you been looking to grow your business or start one in the garment decoration industry after all that's why you're listening right ace transfer company is located in springfield ohio and we've provided our customers with high quality transfers competitive prices and great customer service for nearly 30 years ace transfer company offers a wide variety of garment decoration services including screen printed transfers contract screen printing direct to garment or dtg dye sublimation signs banners heat transfer vinyl pressure sensitive vinyl and more Use your own designs or have our in-house artists assist you in creating eye-catching transfers. At ACE, we are dedicated to helping your business succeed. So print your vision at ACE. For more information, visit our website, acetransfercompany.com. Send us an email at acetransco at gmail.com. That's A-C-E-T-R-A-N-S-C-O at gmail. 
or give us a call at 800-525-3126. Well, all right. Uh, thanks again to uh, a longtime supporter of the show, David Shaw, and uh, all the folks over at Ace Transfer. Excellent. All right. Uh, and, and Christine uh, comes through as the uh, guest producer in Eric's absence for the uh, Heat Press for Profit group there. She uh, linked it right there in the chat if you're over on our Facebook page there. So it's facebook.com slash group slash Heat Press for Profit. Easy peasy. All right. Um, speaking of Eric, Terry, uh, we are uh, working on, as, as we speak, uh, the demystifying digitizing webinar that he's going to have coming up March 28th. So lots of stuff happening from the decorators community in uh, late March, early April, it sounds like Terry, which is very exciting stuff there. So March 28th, uh, Eric is going to be presenting one of his uh, more popular classes from the trade show floors, but he's going to be teaching it online. Uh, he's going to be talking about better running, bolder, more beautiful embroidery with a faster cycle from concept to completion. And, uh, We've got people signing up to get some bonus content and, and details. And while we're, we're getting everything in place for that over at Eric's website, ericcampbell.com slash demystifying slash digitizing slash webinar. And uh, I will I think some it. of those slashes are dashes, but uh... slashes, dashes, whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, just just uh, go to the uh, link from two regular and, and that'll get you there or just head over to Eric's uh, website. You should be able to find it there, too. But Terry, Perfect. what about you? You've got uh, plenty happening in 2020 already. I do indeed. Uh, my upcoming complete screen printing business courses. Uh, I'm going to be at Atlas Screen Supply in Nashville, February 15th and 16th. And I'm going to be at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix, February 29th and March 1st. Uh, January 16th, I'm going to be presenting 10 things you need to know about DTG printing. That's going to be the day before the Impressions Expo in Long Beach. A lot of cool. seminars being offered before the show opens. Uh, that's going to be from 1 to 2.15. And by the way, I'm going to be in booth, uh, the Equipment Zone booth, 2149. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, January 18th, I'm going to be on the Long Beach show floor presenting I'm a new screen printer. Now what? And <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a free event. That's going to be 12 to 1245 uh, at the upcoming DAX KC. I'm going to be uh, presenting on, on being a great screen printer. That's going to be Saturday, February 22nd, uh, 1020 to 1140. And on February 23rd through 25th, uh, Aaron and I, the two regular guys, are going to be uh, on the air and interviewing guests throughout the ThreadX 2020 powered by SGIA. And uh, that's going to be uh, right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And as always, all my upcoming 2020 classes and events are at terrycombs.com under the heading tour dates. And how about you, Aaron? What's coming up? Uh, well, first off, I, we've, we've been remiss. I'm wearing this shirt that you got me. To, let's uh, see that oh let me see hold on let me let me fix that so you can see it um so let's do this to the number yeah there you go to the number two a regular guy stuff <laughs> to the number two to, yeah all right cool so <laughs> i just i thought of that and i'm like wait a second i haven't showed off my shirt yet today so. um all right so um I just just this last Wednesday, we kicked off uh, the five success keys video webinar series with my good friend Todd Downing. And uh, if you are interested in still being a part of that, you can head over to uh, check out details at oursuccessgroup.com. And uh, so this next uh, Wednesday, we'll be talking about uh, pricing for profit. Uh, last Wednesday, we talked about uh, determining your overhead and uh, uh, as Josh was talking about, uh, Todd is also a, uh, a 
a spreadsheet nerd like us. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> right. we went, went through spreadsheets and we'll be doing some more spreadsheeting on Wednesday. So good stuff there. Really excited about that. Um, I will be out at the International Awards and Personalization Expo in Vegas uh, Tuesday, the 18th. And uh, my first seminar out there will be Social Media 101, Why and How, just kind of a real uh, overview of, of uh, you know, I, I think in today's day and age, the why becomes more and more clear to people, but just really kind of right. hitting home the fact that uh, it, it it no longer is just this cottage thing and, and it needs to be a big part of your marketing strategy and uh, then what you need to do to, to get it, uh, get it going for you. So uh, really good stuff there. Um, and that is from eight to nine 30 in the morning. So we'll see how awake everybody is in Vegas there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to make that one real entertaining and uh, digital marketing, growing your business with email marketing. Uh, I will be presenting later on that, uh, that late afternoon at from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Uh, and then the next day, I am going to be on a sublimation panel with a friend of the show, Jimmy Lamb, as well as Lisa from JDS. And uh, we're already looking at the questions and everything going on there. So uh, really excited to be part of that. Um, in fact, uh, humbled, honestly, to be part with those two great people. And uh, that is happening at 6 p.m. the next, uh, next day, Wednesday the 19th. Um, and then... Uh, heading to Kansas City with, with Terry and Eric and a whole bunch of other people for DAX Kansas City. Uh, my seminar there will be starting an e-commerce business, what works and what didn't, uh, through working with my wife on her business, weheart.biz and whatnot. I've uh, been gathering details about, uh, you know, some of the failures maybe to avoid and uh, and also some of the successes that maybe you can get to a little sooner than, than we were able to. And, and so that's uh, exciting for me. That's February 21st at 1230. Uh, we're also going to have a panel discussion on the show floor there at DAX uh, both days, uh, kind of a two regular guys live. Um, Ask an expert is, uh, I think, what we're calling it there. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Decorators Community has a booth there right next to our friend Clay from uh, CorelTrainer.com. And uh, so great stuff, Terry. It's exciting uh, first quarter here happening. I, I can't <laughs> <Absolutely>. believe it. <laughs> hard, hard and heavy into it. And uh, I just have to point out who uh, decided to schedule an 8 a.m. seminar in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get to pick the time slot because uh, <laughs> 8 a.m. in Vegas is not my uh, ideal either. But uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep it together and and no, I, it'll be fun. Uh, and then uh, Todd says, I wouldn't say nerds. Number hipsters is better. So, you know, I'm all about numbers, hipster. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, get, I'll get my tight jeans. And uh, <laughs> all right, Terry, uh, I think we uh, have done enough damage for one day. So uh, great stuff from Josh. Amazing. Um, good predictions and really good information. You know, I, I think really the point that Josh is making is, you know, here's the opportunities to be looking at for you. Here's how you're going to succeed in 2020 and beyond. So uh, definitely get over and check out the article that he wrote over at tedstalls.com and uh, make sure that you, uh, you tell Josh you saw him on the two regular guys. So absolutely, um, thank thanks to him very much for his time today. All right. And uh, thanks to our show producer, Eric Campbell. You can find him at ericcampbell.com and to our sponsors, Impressions Expo, Printavo and Ace Transfer Company. Yes. And next week, Terry, you and I will be talking employee engagement 101, the uh, the beginner course to. Uh, so if you have employees or anticipate hiring employees, this is a, a must listen. Um, this was one of your once desires for 2020 was to have more conversations about this. So uh, 
you know, we made it happen. And I'm looking right. forward to interviewing you, I think, is basically how this is going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> two, two of our 10 uh, wishes for 2020 are are, uh, are uh, well on, the, on their way. So yeah, <laughs> but, there we go. Yeah. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.